Hello and welcome to the Dream Swarm podcast. This is your home for supernatural film, stories and art. I'm your host, magic realist filmmaker Andy Mark Simpson. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello everyone, welcome to the next episode of Dream Swarm. I'm really pleased today to be joined by George Popov, who is a filmmaker. So welcome, George. Hey mate, glad to be here. So George, could you briefly introduce yourself and what you do? Yeah, I'm a film writer and director, and I have two feature films called Hex and the Droving, and we have now a documentary feature coming out that's called Sideworld Haunted Forests of England, which is the first of series of documentary features we're now making, uh, and we are Rubicon Films. Top of that is me and the, my writing and producing partner, Jonathan Russell. So you've made Hex and the Droving, which uh, we're going to talk about in a little bit, and, and what the influences were and, and what the style is. How did you get into film? making what's your kind of background how did you get started in filmmaking like most people i guess i was quite little when it started really because i grew up in a fairly artsy family my mother was an actress my father is a painter my grandfather was a theater director so you know i, I grew up in that environment i like all of these arts so so and because probably because i'm a greedy bastard i'm like oh i, I want to do something that in, encapsulates all of them and uh, i guess that was filmmaking so little by little that's how the the idea started and, and then i went into it and i, I have graduated from production in university of Gloucestershire so that was my formal education of that and then after that me and a, a friend from university back then Jonathan Russell who we now we have Rubicon films like I said we set up the company and we uh, tried to make our first feature film. Yeah so your, your first feature film was Hex could you describe uh, what Hex is and what it's all about? Yeah Hex is it's a, it's a period horror thriller supernatural film about two soldiers during the English Civil War from the, the opposing sides who end up in an encounter with each other, quite violent, but in a forest that they deem to be controlled by a witch. So, and as they say, shenanigans ensue, but in a much more dark, depressing and violent ways. But yeah, that's kind of what Hex is about. You've picked a point in English history there, uh, and I know you're mm. from Bulgaria. What was it that drew you to the English Civil War set in there? Was it was it that, that opportunity to put two opposing sides close to each other, I suppose, to enhance the drama there? I guess that that's what makes it work in, in a strong way, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. No, no, you you, you hit the nail on the head, absolutely. I, I, I think, well, first of all, I'm, I've always been very interested in history, and yes, I, I'm interested in, in, I've always found it easier to dissect kind of like the, the more strange and exotic thing more than you know my own things so uh, i guess uh, that's why you know english history at the time was it still is very interesting to me and and it was a period that i know also worked really well with with the fact that you have the fact that brother is killing brother and and it's a it's a very violent brutal and, and foolish war at the same time when all the paranoia about satanism and witchcraft is running rampant through all of europe and and soon after that in, in the Americas as well. So it, it, it provided like a really good backdrop to try to tell the story and, and the point we're trying to make with it as well. So so everything came together and seemed like the best best decision. And like you said, provided the, the initial conflict between the two soldiers, which I think starts the film on the line that you think is going to continue, then it's going to take a few sharp turns after that. Yeah, and get that kind of folk horror i know it's quite a, a broad term folk horror but it does mm. have that slight sense to it as well doesn't it do you get a lot of people comparing it to field in england given that they're both 
have a bit of a folk horror vibe. And I know they're very different films, but people will always bring up that comparison, won't they? I do. No, 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 they do. Uh, which is funny because I've, I've never seen it. And I remember there was one review that said, the director must have seen it quite a lot. It's like, I, I really haven't. Uh, honestly, I do like Van Whitley and I, I, I have been inspired by some of his films, but I've never seen that one. I think it's a more direct comparison because people, like, I think the English Civil War is not a very well explored period as much as the American Civil War, of course, because it's American, I guess. It's very popular in the middle of Hollywood films about it. Whenever you say, oh, English Civil War, people think of like a, a few things that kind of spring to mind and uh, they're not that many, especially in recent years. And I think that's the main connection. I, I think Kim Newman, who gave a really nice review for a film, like put it well, that the, oh, he said that a lot of people have been comparing it to Food in England, but for him, it was a, a much more Hell in the Pacific or Enemy Mine than that. And he was absolutely correct. Like those are much bigger inspirations for the storyline of the film than building will ever was because the setting is is important, but is not the main thing that crafts the story. The meaning of hex can happen in space. It can happen now. It can happen in Nazi Germany. You know, it's it's just the most convenient for the type of story we're trying to tell. The kind of themes and intentions and and the, the story comes together and characters. Yeah, as you said, could have could have had a different setting. It, it made sense to be able to using the civil war to pit those two against each other and also as you say the kind of witch trials and witch hunting seem to fit well for it so you went from hex which i know was made on a low budget to to another low budget feature where you made the droving so could you tell us about the droving yeah the droving was our our second film the follow-up to hex and this one is is a modern day thriller and also folk horror and in, in, in a lot of ways it's about a soldier who comes back from war to try to find his sister who went missing into a, a kind of like a small area in the Lake District uh, during the time of a, a traditional festival called the Droving. We went into the the more deeper, darker secrets of, of, of Olkor, I guess that way, but more uh, in the vein of, of, of a wicker man, but just with a little bit of, kind of modern day thriller soldier story as well, crafted into it and, and trying to combine those themes. So yeah, that felt important that to, for us to change the, the period and the setting to try to again, like show something that's, that's that's different but yet retain all the a lot of the things that worked in hex and improve a lot of the others so so yeah similar spirit i guess yeah it's a similar kind of genre what i thought was interesting about it without giving anything away is set around that's a real festival that it's kind mm. of inspired by the the droving festival in penrith in cumbria and it acknowledges it as a real festival in there like a, rather than a strange cult way which i know it, which you might expect it's it's an everyday ordinary thing there's just deeper secrets played around that as well that was interesting that was or the, the the lines between the two we have voltage from the real festival and we use a lot of that and also we've crafted a lot of stuff around it uh, uh with our own story like i said to, to make this sort of upside down version of it yeah so it's not a kind of death cult in itself is it maybe the all the people who live in penrith are secretly death, death cultists but uh, i doubt it but uh, that'll be that'll be a pretty fun story you know what was it like i know you said that the the festival was a big inspiration the the lake district was a big part of almost a, a character in itself and, and definitely had that sense of isolation in there what was it like filming in the lake district what was the kind of strategies that you used to get that cinematography that was there in that atmosphere no it was it was brilliant again like i think we used working with jonathan when we're trying to make the films together is very good because he's he's been living there now for for some time and his child he spent a lot of time in the lake district and alongside harry young our cinematographer but 
he's also someone who for him to like this trip means quite a lot from a nostalgic point of view and he knows it pretty well and I don't I've never been there before maybe maybe a year before we shot it and I'll start thinking about it so to me everything's kind of new and exciting and I just look something's like well that looks good can we have that <laughs> so I wasn't I didn't have any baggage in terms of what certain things mean to me I think that my outsider's perspective in some way adds a lot to the whole picture of just being able to craft it around the story rather than being led in what's where and how's what and everything uh, so I always try to tell them like okay if I say something that's like outrageously wrong or want something that's really not its place tell me but it never really happened because you're just picking the things that didn't serve the story and um, again the real world you know you can always play with it but you're not having a lot of touristy bits and then doing it you're not saying oh i've got to show this i've got to show this part of it yeah that it just it just wouldn't serve the story it wasn't interesting that with the right tools there is ambiguity and and there is ambiguity in the film quite scary and quite dark but also very melancholic and romantic in 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 ways and the same thing can go for the lakes and the mountains and and the and the the trees and the roads i love juxtaposition you know the 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 festival itself is a juxtaposition and, and i like going into the town at the beginning of the film and showing the empty streets and, and the Ferris wheels empty and all that kind of stuff before everything happens and set up something that you might expect to be quite dangerous and creepy. And then at the end of the film, you know, to some degree it delivers, but also it's not really the main, the, the main source of darkness in this film. When you have a setting like the Lake District, it, it gives you that room to play thematically uh, rather than a place that just kind of looks kind of touristy and nice and or a place that looks completely just like dark and dingy you know you you want something that gives you both and that comes across you've got that sense of isolation and then the shots are so sparse of the miracle the the landscapes and things but then yeah you've also got this sense of it's lots of tourists there at certain points and it's a big community thing that's going on and what like you say it's got lots of both because it's about what's going on underneath that it's there's different layers happening within things I can see what that theme is and, and how that inspiration came by. And, and the story set about uncovering these layers, isn't it? Like what was on the surface, what's a deeper layer than that, and what's a deeper layer than that, and, and that kind of adds to that uh, thriller mystery story. So speaking of landscapes then and isolated places, it, that brings us really well onto your next project. So could we talk about Sideworld and could you describe it? And then we'll, we'll get into more details about uh, what the inspirations were. So what is Sideworld? Yes, of course. I mean, Sideworld is, is a series of documentary feature films, kind of horror documentaries that we're making. Each and every one of those films will have a different theme of its own. So the, the first film in, in, in Sideworld is, is called Haunted Forest of England, which is so we we're trying to explore some very interesting legend stories and creepy characters from three forests in England that we chose and tell a couple of stories from each just was always kind of liked and been interesting but they're probably never quite going to make it into making it into a feature film or telling a story around it but just kind of try to present it and share with the audience like our own interests. I've seen the the screener of it so I saw so you have Wisman's Wood in Devon and there's some really poetic imagery in there and then there's some also some archive imagery and so you're presenting these almost like a documentary style, but with all that, it's about folklore stories. So there's always that sense of narrative and storytelling within it. What made you go with that kind of style? And was it that you, rather than make a feature film about that, like you said, it was maybe that you, you just thought this is worth telling, but this is the what made that the best format rather than 
a feature format for it. They're still quite long, like they're about like 70 minutes for it, course, but uh, we still wanted to tell them in, in a feature documentary format. But in terms of why they're not narrative, to make a film where you're trying to say something and, and really expand it into a feature, it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to approach. The, there is a lot of stories that you're interested in. And I think most colleagues and the writers and directors out there know that you have like so many stories you want to tell. And, and then you look at them and it's like, I'm never going to make a hundred films in my lifetime, am I? <laughs> like, unless you're really young or something. You know, we have feature films that we're working on for, you know, narrative, quite a few options there. And by no means we have stopped doing that. It's it's still our main thing. And, and we have a lot of interesting news about that com- coming up. But I have this project that felt like a lot of the people who enjoyed the Hex and enjoyed the droving and in, in, in even more broadly around the world to share these individual little stories that the best format for them is to be told between 10 and 15 minutes and then combine them under under one theme. So for every forest of the three we have, one, two, three stories that we can just tell, share the interesting information about it, open them to the world, and then get out without any of the, the baggage of trying to twist it into some big sprawling narrative that you have to work on it for two years or anything. So for, with the first side, well, we were able to tell six, seven stories in an hour. We can do the same thing with the next one we're working on right now. So I think that was quite interesting. And I'm definitely more of a fiction guy, but I think that's exactly what made them more interesting to me is the fact that uh, there are still stories. It seems like you've slid into that different style quite naturally. It comes across really well in the film as well. And I guess you avoid kind of all the, you know, having to write backstories for every character and filming every scene and and all the structures but you're still as you say you're you're telling these stories which there's a massive interest in folklore at the moment and i kind of talk about this a lot on the podcast and there's all these stories and these kind of shorter forms of storytelling where you you get the sense of that story and it's a lot in the left of the imagination as well yeah you definitely wanted to do that and making the decisions of exactly what type of documentary we'd like to tell these stories in you know it wasn't the easiest thing because coming from where we're coming from is just you know mainly fiction guys and but on top of that like oh you you have all the of all the documentary that's telling you paranormal things should be so so very early on we've had to put all the staples of what things are together and be like well what is us and what isn't us and our idea was to more blend um, a non-fictional story a, a legend a horror story some folklore uh, some cryptids, all that kind of stuff, with telling them in a little bit more poetic way, which is how we're doing our films anyway. And by any means, you're still getting a, a horror paranormal documentary about history and folklore and, and creatures and ghosts and all that kind of stuff. When you go into it, and we do tell it very straight, kind of making up your own opinion of, like, is this true? Is this not? Is this just legends? Is, is there some truth to it? We kind of leave it to the viewer because we believe that, you know. But the way we tell it, we're trying to, like we said, like it, it's crafted around atmosphere and just the story itself, rather than some of the more drier elements that sometimes you get. That really comes across how it's not very dry, just telling the information that, like you were saying, the atmosphere build up, the way poetic shots that are in there, it really draws you in into that. So your first episode was about Haunted Forest of England, and that's, as you say, feature length, but has shorter narratives within it and explores three different mm-hmm. forests. Would you be able to share kind of some of the plans for future episodes? What kind of themes might we look forward to seeing further into the series? We are working now on the next one. I can share that the thematics around that sea and ocean based, that makes it quite clear of what type of legends and horror stories we're going into next. But very excited about that one as well. And I definitely wanted to have like, again, like a sharp 
difference in the type of atmosphere we're going to craft in for, for that one. Then there's one coming after that, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep it. I'll keep it as these ones right now because let, let's get people excited about the first one first, and then then we'll see. We'll see after that. How can people watch Sideworld? What's the best way for people to watch it? On pretty much most of the platforms. I mean, Hex and the Droving are uh, right now on Amazon Prime. Um, they're both actually on, on different film channels on YouTube as well. So if you want to watch them for free, you can absolutely on, on YouTube. And if you don't want ads, you can uh, buy it on Rented or Amazon Prime. And also, if you're in the States, you can watch them on Tubi, Roku Channel. Uh, and there's a couple more in the UK. But yeah, you can Google it and you'll see. But yes, there's quite a few. And the same will be happening to Saturday as well very soon so yeah and in terms of following you guys you and jonathan what is the best way to stay up to date with with what rubicon f- films are doing and with what you're making how can people follow you on films uk that, that you're going to see all the information on there we have a page as well uh, specifically for side world so if you're like i don't care about your indie movies like i just give me those ghosts uh great you go on at Sideworld uk and going to see everything there Sideworld, we're building a really great community for people who are just interested in that kind of stuff so uh you're gonna love it i'm there as well uh, a bit so at the george popov you, you'll see me there and then on facebook we have a droving hex and sideworld page rubicon films uk as well on instagram so rubicon films uk and also uh, for all the folklore fans out there sideworld uk on twitter it's going to be fantastic we really look forward to that season oceans one as well well george thanks very much for coming on the show thanks buddy it was my pleasure Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dream Swarm podcast. I've been your host, Andy Mark Simpson. We hope you'll join us for the next one. Remember, you can subscribe to stay in touch with future episodes and follow us at the website www.dreamswarm.org or follow on Twitter and Instagram at Dreamswarm. And we look forward to joining you for more supernatural film stories and art. In the meantime, be creative, be curious. Be kind. We'll see you soon.